G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Ron Ross, our Middle East reporter, back with us again. Hello, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Thank you very much, Neil. Ron, things don't slow down just because it's getting close to the end of a calendar year. The Iranian President Rouhani is demanding US sanctions be allowed to lapse. What's the story? And President Rouhani is a very angry Iranian. He threatened the United States, saying that if President Obama signs legislation that would extend American economic sanctions on the Islamic Republic, it would receive a prompt response. Rouhani failed to elaborate on what that response might be. The U.S. Senate last Thursday approved legislation that it would add another 10 years to the life of the current sanctions issued by the United States, as opposed to those issued by the international community. But according to Rouhani, part of the understanding reached in the unsigned nuclear development deal with Western powers is that the president is obliged to allow the sanctions to expire. Rouhani's remarks are the latest indication of his irritation with America, and I can only say they're going to, he's going to get more irritable by the time... Donald Trump arrives. (laughs) Irritable, angry leaders. I suppose in some sense that's what we come to expect. Another story that's been in the news overnight, Egypt flooding a Gaza tunnel and four Arab smugglers killed Ron. Yeah, four Arab smugglers found dead in a smuggling tunnel that links Gaza to Egypt's Sinai Peninsula. Uh, And according to the official report, Egyptian military flooded the tunnel. The four men aged 22 to 45 were found dead after the tunnel they were working in was flooded nine days ago by the Egyptian army. Egypt had not confirmed that information, though it has destroyed hundreds of tunnels in the area, alleging they're used to transport arms and terrorists. Hamas and other groups use such tunnels to smuggle goods into Gaza as well as to transfer terrorists undetected to neighbouring Israel or Egyptian-controlled areas. Uh, So that it would seem uh, Egypt and Israel are working hand-in-hand to try and stop the rot. And some might say that's actually good news, that they're working together against terrorism and the smuggling of weapons and terrorists. Uh, Let's talk through another issue, another story that's been breaking. Iran is opening a military amusement park. Sounds a novel idea, but it's going to be free for children. Yes, last September, the Iranian news agency Raja News, uh, which is very close to Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, published an interview with Child and Future Cultural Centre Director Hamid Sadigi about an event held during the second half of September that is a military religious amusement park called the City of Games for Revolutionary Children. Siddiqui said that his centre had set up and inaugurated the City of Games Park 
and that it's open free of charge to children aged 8 to 13. It should be noted that this is the second City of Games event held by the Mashdad Municipality. The first was last summer. Now listen to this. According to Sadigi, the City of Games Park has 12 stations with activity aimed at inculcating the messages of Iran's Islamic revolution and of the revolutionary Shia. He stated that in the park, the children wear military uniforms and are accompanied through the stations by a guide in the role of a military commander whose orders must be obeyed. The children follow paths with activities, including simulating fighting the enemies of the revolution, ranging from the Iraqi enemy of the 1980-88 Iran-Iraq war to the current battle against ISIS in Syria and also against the Saudi royal family. At the various stations, the children can launch plastic missiles and fire plastic bullets at targets, including Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu of Israel, also members of the US and the Israeli flags uh, are fired at, effigies of ISIS fighters and members of the Saudi royal family. What a wonderful educational program. Well, uh, there's that old saying, you know, you've got to get them while they're young, and that hasn't escaped the Iranians, uh, introducing children into a military religious theme park and uh, bringing that culture alive in the hearts and minds of those children. There's a comparison with another story, a little bit different what the Israelis are doing. They've started a new banking program for children. Yeah, it sounds very Jewish, doesn't it? It Under newly approved programs, the state will deposit 50 shekels, which is about $13 a month, into designated saving accounts until the children reach adulthood. That means each child will receive over their, those years $5,200. Their parents are encouraged to be teaching the children the importance of saving uh, during the program, which is called Saving Plan for Every Child. Quite a difference to what the Iranians are doing. It certainly is, Ron. And look, there's something pretty exciting, I thought, uh, when I saw this headline, and you can explain the details, but uh, 2,000-year-old scrolls, believed to be the first to mention Jesus and his disciples, have been authenticated. What's the story? Yeah, well, I think the important thing is that they have been approved and made authentic. The ancient set of scrolls, believed to be the first reference to Jesus and the disciples, has now been confirmed as genuine. An ancient set of scrolls, uh, uh, it's 2,000-year-old lead tablets, bound manuscripts known as the Jordan Codices, were discovered in a Jordan cave in 2008 by an Israeli Bedouin. Experts have authenticated the earliest portrait of Jesus Christ among the pages held together like a ring binder, along with the words and symbols that reveal information about Christianity and Judaism. British authors David and Jennifer Elkington have been campaigning for years for the tablets to be authenticated and protected. The language of the script within the codices is believed to be Paleo-Hebrew, according to scholars. Among the revelations, the tablets suggest that God Christ worshipped was both man and woman. The scrolls bear eight-pointed stars 
believed to represent the coming of the Messiah and also refers to Jesus by name and names apostles James, Peter and John. Very, very exciting. It is very exciting and uh, those who are scholarly minded will be very impressed and you'll want to remember the name the Jordan Codices and also uh, I know there'll be people interested in what that earliest portrait of Jesus uh, might look like. I imagine that's an artistic portrait, not just the portrait painted in the in the words of the of yep. the text. Yep. So it's in the mould. And uh, when we talk about Jesus worshiping a God who is man and woman, uh, Christians do too, because God. We talk about God the Father, but it's explained in the Bible as one whom His mother loves. So I will comfort you. So God in His infinite uh, existence is both male and female. Yes, that's not so controversial as some people might like to make it. And, well, it's something to look out for, those Jordan codices. Uh, Ron Ross, always good getting your insights. Thanks so much for your update today here on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.